This podcast is a ministry of Compass Church in Columbia, Missouri. We are a local church that seeks to live out the love of Christ in a way that transforms lives. The audio you're about to hear was recorded on July 12th, 2021. The focus of this chat is an upcoming special worship service here at Compass and how we can prepare our hearts to worship in a way that might be a bit outside our comfort zone. Well, hello, and welcome to the great room at Compass E-Free Church. I'm Molly Batorf. I'm the communications director here, and I am joined by Troy Marsh, a longtime fixture here at Compass. Um, so, Troy, what actually is your title these days? Well, that's a very good question, you, and you're starting with the easiest one. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Thank Softball you so much. down the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah, right. um, so, I am still uh, associate pastor worship. Um, that has not changed um, in any way at this point. Uh, but um, my current role has evolved. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm still highly involved in worship, and I'm meeting with Luke and with you, thinking through worship and just the directions heading in and philosophy and all those kinds of things. Um, but my role is mostly kind of um, just overseeing that ministry at this mm-hmm. point. And, um, of course, I still play and sing, and this coming Sunday, I'll be leading worship. Yeah, and that's really what we want to talk about today. We could have an entire podcast on what Troy's been doing the last eight or nine months, and that would be exciting, and maybe we'll do that. (laughs) But today, um, we're meeting because we have a super exciting and unique service that's happening this Sunday, July 18th. Right. So you're stepping back into the reins of leadership for this week mm-hmm. and it's going to be different. So tell me what's happening on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that, um, we've been thinking about as a staff and, um, is how do we uh, use the gifts of our congregation And so it became clear that my gifting is very specific in terms of my training and um, mainly in classical Western art music. That's my primary training. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we have others in our congregation the same way who are professionally, um, you know, performing as classical musicians. And so we thought, how can we incorporate that into our our worship in a meaningful way that's um, accessible, but also um, maybe challenges us a little bit in terms of how we worship on a Sunday morning and what that that could look like. And so this particular Sunday, um, Dan Willett, who is a professional oboist, Mm -hmm. and Amy Appold, who is a professional violinist, will be joining us, and uh, we'll be doing worship just a little bit differently this week. Okay, so um, drums this week, electric guitar, bass, who's going to be up there? Um, There will be no electric guitar, there will be no bass, there will be no acoustic guitar. Okay. Uh, We will have a string quartet this week. Oh, wow. And uh, we may also have um, like a djembe or uh, a little bit of We're gonna percussion. We're going to sneak a little percussion we'll little, in. Yeah, sneak a little percussion in, okay. uh, potentially. Um, but the primary instrumentation is going to be acoustic piano. We pulled mm-hmm. the grand back out. All and, right. And string quartet. Okay. And then two vocals. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, is this going to be a concert? Is this going to be a worship service? Like, how how are we going to be prepared, preparing for this Sunday? Well, it's our value, for sure, that Sunday mornings are about worship. Yeah. And so... 
um, we're going to try very hard not to make it a concert. Okay. Uh, and that's just a primary value for us for Sunday mornings. Uh, so, um, and that would be no matter the instrumentation. No matter the instrumentation. Right, right, yeah. Absolutely. And so we're, um, we're going to be singing very familiar songs uh, to the congregation. There's not going to be anything different or new in that way. We're just going to be presenting them in a different style. Right? Okay. And so this is really about instrumentation and not necessarily about um, the kinds of things we're singing in terms of content and theology. And mm-hmm. um, It's going to feel very familiar in that way. One of the things we are going to do a little different is there will be one song um, that Amy's going to play for us that we won't sing on. Okay. It'll just be a solo violin uh, piece of music. And uh, what we hope to achieve with that is to help us uh, realize that there's beauty um, in just listening to solo violin music. Okay. And, and there's worship that can happen while we listen. Mm. Uh, when we think about um, being image bearers, right? So when, as image bearers, God has created us in his likeness, mm. and we are the vessels for helping see God's beauty. And so that's what that moment is going to be for us. So you may listen to this Bach Gavatin Rondo from Partita Number 3. Bach, Bach Gelato Rondo? Uh, Bach Gavat and Rondo. Okay. Which are types of dances, Baroque dances. Um, you'll be hearing this from his Partita Number 3. I know, all of that sounds like really unfamiliar, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, but what I hope you'll experience is, is somebody who has um, taken their musical gifts mm-hmm. and are offering them in, in worship. Mm. And so, so when Amy plays, it's different from uh, maybe an unbelieving violinist. I mean, their, their goal is to, to play Bach and to be true to the original intent of the music and of the composer mm-hmm. and to present it in a really compelling way. And certainly Amy will be doing that as well. But in addition to that, Amy's going to be worshiping mm-hmm. while she plays. Yeah. Because she understands that the gifting she's been given is from God mm-hmm. and it's for God. And she's going to share that with us. And so we're really excited about this opportunity to worship in a, maybe a little bit different way. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds really exciting. I know when I've experienced Amy playing in the past, I, I know Amy, she, she's a friend, and I know her um, love for Jesus. And so when she plays, it is kind of a beautiful thing. And, yeah. I, and I think maybe at Christmas time, I've heard the two of you play. And, yeah. and during a rehearsal, I remember stopping her and being like, oh, I know this is, this is so beautiful, but mm-hmm. I know that it's just a moment of worship. And so mm-hmm. it's fun to participate in that. Yeah. And that can be a really beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. And... And we, we don't usually think of listening to music in this way. Like when I turn on classical music, a lot of times I'm just enamored by the music and the musicians. Mm, yeah. And this time we want you to be enamored by what God has done mm-hmm. by creating something that's really beautiful. I mean, Bach, for all intents and purposes, could... You know, there could be an argument made that he contributed to the life of church music more than anybody else in history. Really? He was incredibly active um, in writing music every single week for his church. He, that was wow. his job. And so, Aren't you glad that's not your uh, yeah, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> you, 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 I would have been fired a long time ago. 
so, uh, so anyway, so this is this is a man who is a believer and cared mm-hmm. deeply about the church, and and so that's just another connection we can make with this music. Mm-hmm. Is that even though it's from 1720, that's mm-hmm. when it was published. Um, this is from a, a man who deeply believed in the Jesus that we love here at Compass. What a beautiful thing. Yeah. Isn't that neat? There's there's um, different times in church services where we connect beyond just to the co-congregants of the moment, but we're mm-hmm. actually able to be, whether it's using a liturgy or, or a creed mm-hmm. or, or singing it, an old hymn, mm-hmm. we're connected back to the church through time. And right. I think that that's such a beautiful thing and yeah. a good reminder for us that people have walked you know, these pathways in life and experience Absolutely. things. Yeah. And it's, it's something that, that Craig has mentioned a couple of times just recently that there's a, there's a difference between tradition and traditionalism. Mm. And this is kind of like us harking back to a tradition that came, you know, we're looking at three centuries before us, um, where we can, um, just really experience God and, um, and beauty in a way that we wouldn't necessarily in, and modern day in mm-hmm. on a church or in a church service on a Sunday morning yeah. at an evangelical free church. Sure. So, yeah. Sure. Oh, this is super exciting. Yeah. Um, so would you say that we as a church are changing our trajectory when it comes to styles? Is this just a, we're just doing this, this one time, is this going to be a rhythm? And, and then what is the value in pivoting and yeah. style? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think there will be some sort of rhythm for us that will periodically do something a little bit different on a Sunday morning. Um, how often and what that'll look like, um, we're not totally sure about that, but we do value this sense of creativity and trying new things mm-hmm. and um, using the gifts of the church. And so, and it can come in different forms. Like one of the things Dan is doing for us this week is he's actually arranging a piece. So Dan, oh, wow. who's an oboist, uh-huh. is... Uh, a very good arranger and composer as well. You have to be if you want to play oboe much, right? There's just not a whole lot well, of there for oboe. I mean, I mean I, I'm not PhD. Well, it, well, <laughs> let me just tell you, there there may not be tons and tons for oboe, although the oboe is a very old instrument and there's uh-huh. a lot of music for them. I'm a trombonist, and and we're really low on the totem pole. Like oboe kills it compared to trombone really? literature. Oh yeah, yeah, because okay. trombone isn't isn't quite as old, and you know. Uh, I don't know how, how I would describe it, but like people don't usually view trombonists throughout history as like the really smart, um, <laughs> beautiful ones. I don't know. They're, they weren't the superstars. Okay. Yeah, they're more in the background. Good, um, good. I mean, I, I, I played a little trumpet in my day, so, you know, so, super humble, you know, put right, me in the yeah, Right, right. Uh, but anyway, so, so Dan's actually going to be offering, offering us um, his gifts of arrangement as well. And so, wow. so during communion time, we're going to be singing a familiar song in a different way that he's arranged. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, so how would you encourage us to prepare our hearts for, to worship together on this coming Sunday morning? Well, I think you can practice it. You know, one of the things that I admire about my wife and lots of other people is they can look outside at, you know, say a squirrel, mm-hmm. and they're just enamored by God's creation in that moment. Wow. Right? Yeah. And so you can practice finding beauty in everyday life. You mm-hmm. know, slow down enough to realize that God has given us this creation made by him and it's a reflection of him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so 
you know, I think that's one way you can prepare yourself is just find beauty in things that you necessarily wouldn't find beauty in. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what I would call you to do. And, and as enamored as we're going to be listening to Amy Apple play mm -hmm. the Bach, and we will be, I mm -hmm. promise you, like she's, she's just that talented. Um, what our goal really is for us to enter into that moment and experience God in a new and different way. Mm -hmm. And so, so be thinking about that as you listen to music, as you experience nature, as you experience any kind of beauty like poetry and mm -hmm. writing and books. And, you know, there's God has created so many amazing gifts in people, believers and unbelievers alike. And, and that's, that's what gives us hope, right? Because we are made in the likeness of God Right? And he hasn't totally condemned us from the standpoint right. that we are hopeless, that we're so full of sin that there's just nothing we can do. Like, he's created really beautiful things in, in believers and unbelievers alike. So, um, so yeah, so I, that would be one way to prepare yourself for Sunday. So just take some moments to be, to slow down. Yeah. To slow down, to pay attention. Yes. Um, and to capture those as opportunities to worship. Yep, absolutely. I love it. I yep. love it. Yep. So that's your homework for this week. Um, look out the window, take a walk, leave your phone behind. Um, <laughs> just experience some creation. Yeah. And I'm really excited for this Sunday. I think yeah. it's going to be a blast to experience this together, to worship together, to experience beauty mm -hmm. together. Yeah, so absolutely. Any uh, last words before we sign off here this afternoon? Uh, no, just, just thanks for the opportunity. Um, to kind of talk a little bit about this and, yeah. and, to, and to think maybe in a little different way about what it means to be worshipers throughout the week and on Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, you know, because we believe firmly that all of life is worship. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're continuing to uh, remind ourselves that yeah. God is around us everywhere and all kinds of things. And uh, we just need to slow down enough to be aware of it. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, yeah. Troy. Uh, we hope to see you Sunday morning, let's see, 9 and 10.30, July 18th, for this um, special service. Thanks. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening in today. We hope that you've been encouraged, enlightened, and perhaps even challenged by what you've heard here. For more information, please check out compassefc.com.